They say everyone has a book inside them, and often that's where it should stay. I really can't help but be aghast that the author wants you to pay. But we're just a pair of absolute bookends who don't want to be like us. So if you want to read, pick some quality literature rather than this dross. Welcome to Two Absolute Bookends, where we read books so bad you should burn them before reading. This is episode 23, Franz Kafka's Tona Shrike. And in managing to avoid leaking emotion with me this week is Louis. Hello. This week, we're reading chapter 19 of The Way the Stars Fall Rebirth by Louis Stockton. You can commission him to write you a story if you like. You know, it's right there on his website. Anyway, so what happened in chapter 19? Um, Last chapter, we were left with the Tranquility being ambushed by the insurrectionists. Uh, They quite immediately escape with no further issue and get to the edge of the solar system. Um, Tona is feeling a little tired, so she goes and has a sleepy in a room. She undergoes a horrific transformation into an alien Rakari queen monster thing, uh, kills a quarter of the crew, Jack leads a sort of a strike party to try and kill all the Rakari, finds out that Tona's its new queen, uh, then runs away. They then lock all of the airlocks and blast them out, but Tona makes it to an escape pod, which she pilots into the wormhole that they were looking at last week, and apparently they have a warp drive in there, somehow. I mean, even Jack doesn't know how it happens, but that's getting ahead of me. Um, so then it goes through this wormhole to somewhere, and Jack's like, we, we gotta, we gotta stop it, we gotta stop her somehow, so let's go, and they also go through the wormhole to somewhere, and that's where it leaves us. So, Louis, chapter 19, how do you like it? Yeah, uh, I, it has been a while since we, like, well, actually read this book, for me anyway. It's It's not been super long, it's been like three or four weeks. Yeah. But it was enough for me to completely forget, like, what had happened <laughs> in the previous chapter and where we were starting off from. So I was a bit like, okay, I <laughs> guess they're bamboozled. fighting someone. Um, I thought it was weird in this chapter how it suddenly, like, shifts tone, like, I don't know, suddenly, Rikari. Yeah, it, like, incredibly suddenly. Like, it does just, like, you know, in a paragraph, the ship is suddenly been taken over by Rakari and Jack's fighting resistance. Yeah. Just like in, in a split second, it's like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, I, I thought that I thought that this thing building up would be like uh, uh, the rest of the chapter, but no, just click immediately. Yeah, Rikari. There's a, there's a bit <laughs> there's a bit of like foreshadowing. I'm not sure if you can really call it foreshadowing if it happens like instantly. Immediately afterwards. With Tona like changing, you know. I'm changing, don't you see? <laughs> Um, but yeah, other than that, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was quite an eventful chapter, but just like bizarre in yeah, terms of was... like, just how quickly it went to shit. Yeah, it does. A, a lot happens very quickly, like so much quicker than I would have expected. Just like, and it's like, and suddenly like, like the insurrectionists just suddenly go to being nothing. Like they escape, yeah. like they're nothing. <laughs> it's like, oh, they're, they're just going to hang around there in the solar system. Then at the end, when they get, decide to go to the wormhole, they just like, oh, and the insurrectionists fired at us, but it didn't do anything. 
It's like, okay. <laughs> I'm glad that all of that fucking tension was built up last week about getting ambushed by them. Apparently, they didn't stand a chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the the quote. <laughs> Apparently, not standing a chance means escaping without problem. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Um... I, was, I just wanted to make a quick note about the byline, which this week is, Friends are foes. Foes are still foes, and lovers are joining the club. Who here are their friends who are now foes? What the fuck does that part mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> like, like, so clearly, who are... So, when, they, when it says friends are foes, does that mean the insurrectionists? Because they were briefly friends. Uh... But, but they have been foes for, like, seven chapters now. They have not been friends for a while. <laughs> Are they the foes being talked about, or are they the Rakari? <laughs> the lovers joining the club. That's clearly Toner. That bit's fine, you know, we can bank that bit, but I don't know what's going on in the rest. <laughs> My favourite bit is the foes are still foes. <laughs> yeah, that hasn't changed. Yeah. I mean, come on, what did you expect? Foes, am I right? Yeah, them foes. Yeah, I mean, we start the chapter, like, immediately after the first one after the previous one in in terms of like they're right in the middle of combat mm-hmm. with the insurrectionists um and i guess i forgot about this as well that they're near a wormhole yep that was why they're in the system to begin with because you know because they were next to a wormhole when they ran the warp drive to get into this universe so they're assuming they can use that to get back right though though they both don't understand how either wormholes or the warp drive work so I'm st- I'm not sure how they were hoping to act on this information, but that was still the only plan they had yeah. to use this wormhole to get home. I guess they just decide that they they're gonna like retreat for some reason from the fight. I'm basically a bit uh, lost at the start. <laughs> uh, well, you know they had to retreat because they're getting attacked by all the insurrectionists. Right. You know they're being ambushed. You know she could not take much more of this before the barriers failed and her hull would be ready for the taking. Right. You know, so they got to get out of there. And remember that last week, you know, they were basically blinded on one side. Oh yeah. When they got bl- when they got when they got flanked. Well, not flanked. No, Hollister stopped them flanking them, but they did get shot in the side. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, and Tona is obviously she's had that run in with the Rikari. Um Yeah, I find it a bit weird that she's like like this seems to start exactly where the last chapter left off, but the last chapter she was down in the medical bay. It does mention that she's like she's supposed to have left, but I swear to God, when when we were at the end of the last chapter it was like Jack is down with Tona in the medical bay and then Jack turns up. So I guess apparently Turner turned up too, but just Turner. nobody mentioned Turner it. Turner turned up. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Tona turned up, and just nobody thought to mention it until now. Because I thought she was, I thought she was still down in the med bay mm-hmm. until she's like, and and Tona, what's going on? Yeah, I love this bit where it says um, she was supposed to be taking it easy. You cannot take it easy when the entire ship around you is under attack. Uh, another <laughs> one of those life lessons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot take it easy when under attack. Uh. <laughs> um, I like how it says that, uh, like, one of the one of the um, people on the ship say to her, "You should go lay lay down, Captain." Uh, it's actually one of the lab techs, apparently, and mm. and it says she had totally forgotten Jack had not rescinded her rank of captain. 
Like, <laughs> she's just amazed that she's still a captain. And <laughs> it's like, rightly what? so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, let, I mean, let's be honest, yo, Jack should take away his own captainship as well and just give it to Hollister. But yes. He definitely should have taken away Toners when everyone on her ship died. <laughs> and then I love and her. Like th- and like 30 people from Jack's ship died rescuing her. Yeah. And I love how her, her reaction. Thanks. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Such deep personal interplays and then pats the tech on the shoulder <laughs> nice tech good tech he reminding was a, me i yeah. need to sleep he was Only a nice got one arm though yeah is <laughs> that an arm off i like that she patted his shoulder like she she was like i'm not afraid of this pat his shoulder <laughs> pat his stuff i was like she, <laughs> she, she she was gonna pat his synthetic hand she's like that's too weird pat the shoulder yeah <laughs> She went. She was like ready for the handshake or something, and then realised she fucked it. So she just she like, like patted no, not shoulder. Just pat, pat shoulder. That's cool. It's fine. <laughs> like it's something she always does. Yeah. Yeah. I pat everyone's shoulder. Like on the way out, she just pats everyone's shoulder. It's like, yeah, this is normal. Yeah. This is how I say goodbye now. <laughs> yeah, I do like. I do like a little bit before when they were talking about the wormhole where. Where Toa's just like, what about the wormhole status? Unsure, Jack. The wormhole does have a temporal fracture signature wave, but I don't know where or when we will emerge. It might not even be in our own time or galaxy. Just, just such techno babble. Yeah. Like, what, what's a temporal fracture signature wave? <laughs> okay, so they've got some reading that says there's something to do with it. The wormhole's time being broken. I think mm-hmm. that—that's the closest I can I can pass that techno babble into something that makes sense. Yeah, that's yeah, basically. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, you, know, you just you just let it wash past you. But it's like techno babble, techno babble. This means nothing. <laughs> this means basically, she went, unsure, Jack. There's something funky with the wormhole. I don't know where we'll end up. That's basically all it says. <laughs> I like this bit, like, um, there's quite an odd bit where it describes, like, that she's sleeping in a cot. Mm. I didn't, re- like, realise how odd that is, like, first time reading it, until I've seen it now, but, like, what? Why is it described <laughs> as a cot? <laughs> like, uh, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> there's no explanation. No one's called anything other than what a baby sleeps in a cot. I feel like I have come across things that have referred to something being a cop before, but you're right, it definitely hasn't in any of the other cases where we've like talked about people's uh, quarters or anything else as something been called a cot. Yeah, it just I don't it's know I don't so know why weird. But... it's just like why suddenly, <laughs> suddenly change it cut. up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she's in a cot in her office. I don't know how the queen got out of it later without someone to help her. Yeah. Pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't, don't need to convert the crew it's just like again really odd specifics of it saying it was getting rather hot so she did not grab the blanket like we weren't <laughs> thinking like oh so that's why she wasn't that's, grabbing the blanket that's that's to that's to give us a clue that there's that she's got like this weird alien fever oh. which it, which it then just immediately tells us also her inside is being like mushed and turned into an alien. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's again, it's not like it's, you know, it's not like, you know, it's just like, oh, you know, she's ill. What's going on with her? It's like, 
ah, she's hot. Because she's turning into a fucking alien. Yeah. Like the next chapter, the next sentence. Like one thing about this, why, why did nobody know? Like she'd just been like trapped in this weird alien cocoon on this converted ship for like hours. And then they get her back and they didn't run every back. And she'd been stabbed by a fucking alien claw as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Did they not run every battery of tests possible on her? She should probably not only be constantly monitored, but be in some kind of quarantine anyway after that. Yeah. You know, all, all of the away party should probably be in some kind of quarantine, to be honest. But especially her. <laughs> it's just like... But no, they just go let her sleep in, uh, in a cot and fucking turn into an alien monster. <laughs> yeah, take some painkillers, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Take two these every day <laughs> yeah and like and like, so, and like next it goes back to what the tranquility is doing while toner's like getting t- turned inside out in a fucking bedroom and it's like the tranquility had managed to run the blockade they weren't being blockaded they were being <laughs> ambushed there's a difference <laughs> and, and that triggers you it does trigger me <laughs> Just because they were surrounded doesn't mean they were being blockaded. That's quite a specific thing. And what is the definition of a blockade? Like, like a blockade is when you surround a port to like prevent things from getting in or out of it. At least he's sticking to the nautical theme. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, this is this is one where it makes more sense being ported over. You could very much blockade a planet or a space station to prevent things from getting in and out of it. I don't have a problem with blockade being used in, like, this kind of uh, star-spanning context. It's just, they weren't being blockaded. They weren't, people weren't trying to stop them from escaping. They were trying to kill them. They were attacking them. (laughs) It's just quite a different situation. (laughs) But, yeah, that was just pedantry, so carry on. (laughs) And then uh, they, uh, they, they basically stand down the ship to a ready status which mm. puts them in a relaxed position but the watch on the station stood ready for any trouble those guys don't sound very relaxed yeah um and one of the technicians basically sees something weird about the wormhole so he goes to see what toner says about it i like how um it says that he goes to a door and like knocks on it um and after a few seconds he opens the door she was probably asleep like why would he go in if she was asleep because it was important, I guess. I guess. Like, so they have lab techs. So that means they had scientists, which we know because there was a scientist on the fucking away party last week for some reason. I still just can't believe that Toner is... is like the head scientist, just somehow. Like, you know, rather than going yeah, to... she's the person they go to. Yeah, rather than going to one of the ship scientists, it goes to Toner. Who might be asleep. It's like his first thing, yeah. And is on, you know, has just been told to go rest. You know, is on meds, basically, mm-hmm. to help her to help her sleep and re- and relax. So I'll just I'll just go bother her with this. And yeah, I I like to imagine that it's the it's like the one armed tech that gave her the things before because it doesn't actually say. I don't think it just says a tech, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, just oh no, it says the technician. So I'm guessing it is the same one if they're going to be like the technician. Like, because that is the technician that we've been dealing with this chapter. But, I mean, could still be another one. Yeah. I'm going to imagine it's him, though. (laughs) Well, 
He's uh dead now. Yeah, he's dead. Basically, he suddenly gets stabbed by a spear-like object. Appendage. Appendage. Get it right, son. And then starts being kissed. Yeah. For reasons. Uh, I believe the reasons are nourishment. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I just want to say, she didn't peck him on the lips. No. That's odd. Not the lip. Not the lip. She didn't. She did not gain nourishment by pecking lip by full deep kissing. Yep. You don't gain nourishment from peck lip. Nah. <laughs> That's a very odd like turn on. <laughs> you don't win friends with salad. I don't know why. <laughs> you don't gain nourishment per clip. Doesn't really work. <laughs> but I tried. You tried. You know. I'm trying to you make know, Simpsons go, meme. Go back to the drawing board and you can have something good for our UK <laughs> Simpsons 2 crossover. <laughs> it's Simpsons shitposting now. Get it right. Uh, I, I haven't even been looking at UK Simpsons 2 for a while. I mean, I used to only look at it on the toilet, but now I don't even do that. <laughs> what, go on the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm drowning in my own poisons, Louis. Help me. <laughs> so anyway, the uh, I like this bit where this it says... This is getting cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like this bit where it says, uh, the crew was too distracted to notice anything going wrong in the lab, or that any other Rikari attack was already taking a quarter of the crew before any emergency signal... My one says, or that another Rikari attack... Yeah, that's what I. That's what mine says. You said any other. Oh, another. But I just love how shit this crew is that they can't notice that a quarter of the ship has been taken over by Rikari. They have ship intercoms, yeah. for God's sake. <laughs> but they they should be able to know that a quarter of the crew are dead through Rikari. Ali. Buildings have fucking fire alarms on every bloody wall. Why does this ship not have some kind of alarm these people can set off? Mm -hmm. Or would you not hear, like, gunshots or screaming? Or something. Well, I mean, I guess... screams. I mean, I guess, you know, those things got eventually got high enough at the 25 mark that people actually fucking notice. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, but this is what we were talking about earlier. Like, Like, that's it. That, that that is the Rakari takeover. Mm-hmm. In know. that one sentence, suddenly the ship is absolutely is, is, yeah. yeah. It's like you know, uh, like a quarter of the ship has just been eaten and turned into Rakari. Just immediately, you know. There's no, you know, I know. Like, like again, this is with me playing hypothetical author. But you know, if I was doing this, then I would have. I probably wouldn't have been so blatant about that. About there being a fucking Rakari in Toda's room. But, you know, if I had, I would have then had left it and sort of, like, for the rest of the chapter, they were just, like, dealing with, with the insurrectionists. And then just, uh, while this is happening in the background or something, just, I don't know, it's just so quick. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like they could have, that, again, they could have done something building to the tension of how bad this was going to get with this alien working in the shadows to infest the ship. Or something, but no, it's just, you know what? What in other in other stories is the plot of an entire film is covered in a fucking sentence. <laughs> yeah, and later on, uh, well, just now actually, they Jack forms a strike team that goes through to try and I don't know deal with this shit. Yeah, and uh, it says that when they they actually come across a Rakari soldier, and when they see it, they, it lets out a howling screech that hurts the head, like. It sort of goes back to the point of how did no one know this was happening sooner? Yeah, I know. It's 
ridiculous. Like they, they do not seem to look like they were acting stealthily here. Also, Jack says, uh, "Open fire, aim for the eyes." Is that like <laughs> cannon? Like if we. Is that like a pro strat that's been... I, I don't think it was ever mentioned shooting them in the eyes before. Not as far as I'm aware. Yeah. I, I guess... It, it seems new. I guess it works. Uh, I, well, Otherwise Jack wouldn't say it. I mean, I, how well does it work? I mean, it took 15 people firing at its eyes to take it down. Yeah, and do they take perfect formation? I mean, that doesn't sound like perfect formation as it was described it sounds before. Sounds more like a human pyramid firing guns. <laughs> Basically, there's five men dropped to their knee, and then five men behind them also dropped to their knee, but with uh, on on the shoulders of the people in front of them somehow, uh, and then another line behind them of five, like standing up. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Such formation. <laughs> so that's fifteen people right there. Yep. Is that like his last assault squad? Is that are these all of the people combat ready left on the ship? <laughs> yeah, because there aren't because there aren't many left now, really. I mean, yeah, actually, I'll as we've just mentioned the quarter. I'll mention that I'll get into my count now. So, including the uh, the tech that died and the fact that a few people die later, I now make the count of there being seventy people left alive on the tranquility after this chapter ends. Nice. Out of the original 180. I mean, and that's with our assum- like our assumed what, count as well. If we want to go like 100% canon, then it'll be 99 people left on the ship. We know pe- more people that have died, undoubtedly. <laughs> but, if we- but if we want just the numbers given exactly who have died, then we are on 99. I love how you have that number exact. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but God. yeah, so <laughs> so yeah, you know. I want to see a chart of this throughout the chapters. <laughs> uh, I can I can do that. I have a spreadsheet. <laughs> Never has Excel been used for such important <laughs> for tasks. such crucial work. <laughs> when they were writing Microsoft Excel, this is what they were envisioning. So yeah, we are down to just over a third of the crew now <laughs> left alive when this chapter ends. That's pretty bad. That's, you know, that, that means everyone's going to be working triple shifts. They probably shouldn't have gone into that wormhole at the start. <laughs> yeah, they probably... Probably should have just transported whatever it was. Well, they were trying to, remember. They got dragged into the wormhole because of the warp of yeah. the warp drive. You know, they didn't want to go in. You know, that that's the start of Toner's incompetence by not telling them, I and, guess. I mean, obviously they should have tried to get home before just mining. Yeah, None of this I would mean, have ba- happened if they hadn't stopped to mine. Basically everything that they did after arriving in this universe, they just should have not. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> should have just like saved a lot of time and just gone on a spree. Just like, <laughs> we're not going to make it out. Yeah, <laughs> they should have just had some <laughs> some Dionysian party and just like <laughs> drinking quam pie and sex as they floated in this alternate <laughs> universe. <laughs> A big back and orgy. <laughs> what the hell were we talking about? Oh yeah, <laughs> I love this bit where it says uh, where, where one of them, I think it's Jack, is saying, "We now know we have at least one Rakari are on the ship." Uh, yes. It must have gotten out of the Vortment. I have no idea how it happened, but we need to secure the lab and burn it all before it <laughs> <laughs> before they make any more. 
That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, just just burn your lamp. It's fine. Burn your ship. And also, again, that I know the fact that we have adult Rakaris and that there are eggs being laid and everything. I do wonder how much time has passed between Tona going to lie in her cot and now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm guessing that there's a pretty quick turnaround on making Rakari, but you know, this. I still feel like this must have been a matter of hours to get to this point, surely. Yeah. Um, I, which does just make it seem so weird that they just rush it over so much. I still just can't get over that, you know. There's, uh, there, there is a potentially good chapter in dealing with the creeping dread of the Rakari taking over, but it just happens. Mm-hmm. Gives me conniptions, Louis. Yeah. Um, and they, as you mentioned, there are eggs now throughout the ship, or throughout this part of the ship anyway. Yeah. And it's beginning to look, look a lot more like the Vortmund. Mm. And eventually... Pickaxes everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and eventually they reach the Queen. Yeah, like... like I wonder, I, I take it that there must have been a, like a Queen like this on the Vortmund as well, like, because there were eggs there. Mm-hmm. I guess. But we never saw the Queen on the Vortmund, despite walking through, like, rooms full of eggs. Yeah, I'm not really sure what... Like, why they decide to make Tona the queen? Yeah, me neither, and I finished the book. <laughs> <laughs> like, so that egg that they picked up on the ship, maybe maybe they saw her as, like, the sort of saviour of the <laughs> race, because she, like... Maybe it imprinted on her like a bird. <laughs> yeah. Because that because that creature came out of the out of the egg and, it, and Tona was the first thing it saw. Yeah, so it and just she was the first thing that they that like it, it attacked, right? Yeah. Well, did it, att- it didn't technically attack her. It just spooked her. Um, I think it did attack her, and she she like thought she was going to die. Like, I remember her feeling yeah, something it, on her neck or something. Yeah, it, it, but that but that was at the end. That was after you right. know she called after in security she, yeah, and it killed them. them. Guys in perfect formation came in. It <laughs> killed all of them. Those then Tona puffs. thought. <laughs> then Tona, yeah, you know, it weathered the puffs. <laughs> how, <laughs> and, <laughs> how have you not made that meme yet? I don't know. It's. I will do it. I I have I have the time now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. <laughs> But yeah, and then Tona thought she could do better than the security team in perfect formation and went in and just got fucking killed. No puffs. Well, not killed. <laughs> just got d- disabled and attacked immediately. But <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, I have no idea why it picked Tona. Basically, the best answer we I think we can get, given having read the entire book, is it imprinted on her because she was the first fucking thing it saw. Mm-hmm. But that, that's the thing that makes the most sense why it decided she was one special enough to save in the last few chapters and then to turn into the queen. Which, because kind of, it sounds like, th- it sort of sounds like this was part of their plan. Like, she got, I think, the idea is, is that they did this to her originally when it, like, injected her back in the lab rather than from getting stabbed by the Rakari. So I think they were intending her to turn into the queen all along. Though that raises the question of who was laying the eggs before on the Vaultmund. Mm-hmm. Because Tona was definitely not a Rikari queen back then, so I don't I don't even know. I guess there was just another queen somewhere that died when they blew up the Vaultmund. That's all I got. <laughs> but yeah, um, nothing I like just like how blatantly this is trying to like rip off the alien queen from aliens. 
That's like with a long, with like a long egg-laying sack thing, which is then immediately ignored in like the next paragraph <laughs> because she stands up and starts walking around <laughs> and doing shit. Maybe she still has like this massive, gross egg-laying abdomen, just like splutting out eggs in the background mm-hmm. <laughs> while she walks about <laughs> and, and makes talk sass. Yeah, but... I'm, I'm very confused about the. Like what the Rikari look like, because so her description of her is amazing. Apparently, she has long and thick tubes that want had once been her hair that she like brushes aside. I just want to say, that, and that is like such also blatant plagiarization of like the imagery of Kerrigan from Starcraft as well. Just uh, never uh, ends. Uh, I know you don't know what I'm talking I'm about. I'm gonna but... look, look this up. Kerrigan from what? <laughs> Starcraft. Right. Oh, yeah, I, I know that. Even I know that. <laughs> but yeah, like, she's... And then it says that she struts back and forth, that her feet brought off the ground in a mock high heel form, thanks to the armoured skin she now wore. Like, it's... Why just... would it do that? Yeah. <laughs> Why would it give her bone high heels? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> so, like... 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 Never, nowhere else has Toad been mentioned to be wearing high heels. It's not even like it's a thing. It's just like, gotta make this weird, sexy alien thing. Give it, give it like dominatrix alien stilettos, because yeah. why not? And I love that bit where it says, Tony's bod. Tony's? <laughs> <laughs> Tony Shrike, the gender bent version. <laughs> uh, um... Tony Shrike and Jackie Hunter. <laughs> I ship it. And Hollette. <laughs> I'm guessing that's a genre of fiction where people just flip the genders. Uh, pretty, pretty much fiction, cosplays, you know, all sorts of things. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah. Where it God, says, Louis, you're so innocent. <laughs> where it says, Tona's body looked as if it was naked, but the armor lined every part of her skin and folds. Several of the soldiers just stared, while <laughs> even one or two of the females stared in awe. Like, they're facing this, like, monstrous alien queen, and they're still, like, slack-jawed. Yeah, stupid slack-jaws. Nothing's changed. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's changed from that, like, first time they met her. Yeah. (laughs) Tone is alter, but nothing changes. Similar (laughs) slack-jaws. E- even the girls want her, want her bony naked ass. <laughs> <laughs> Slack jawed. Um. Yeah, I just, I just want to, I just want to point out, like, like what Toda actually says, like opening it with "Hello there, my minions." So what? <laughs> yeah. And then Toda is long gone, Jackie boy, <laughs> which is just you know amazing. Yeah. Jackie boy, like capital I, capital B, boy. Yeah, big. Well, he's a big boy now. Yeah, <laughs> he's she's his fuck buddy and everything. And Jack says, "What have you done to Tona?" So, so, like this thing is obviously like taken over completely, sort of, like mentally as well. Uh, yeah, it, it seems to literally just have her body, and yeah. I'm guessing her face, so that they can actually and tell her it's bone and heels. Yeah, and and her head tubes. I'm guessing they're red. <laughs> and uh, I'll just read this part out where Tona's 
or I don't even know what to call this anymore. Uh, the Queen, Queen Toner. She says, uh, "I have turned her into something more than your puny and insig- insignificant minds can comprehend. She has become the ruler of a race, a race that will reconquer the, this galaxy from all the subspecies out there. Your species are filth, a disease on your small blip of the galaxy." And once I've finished with your race, I will finish off the other races in this galaxy. Jack could not comprehend what this cre- what this created <laughs> created was saying. <laughs> that there were other races out there? <laughs> Seeing the Rikari had thrown his ex- expectations of non-human life out the airlock. But there were more? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are other races out there? Like, like this... Yeah, like, he's talking to a fucking alien. Why is it a surprise that there are more? I guess maybe it's surprising that she apparently knows about them, like, p- enough to shit-talk them. Wait, am but... I remembering this correct, like, completely wrongly? Or back in, like, the station, like, sort of <clears throat> Deep Space Station, weren't there, Deep like... Deep Space Troid Voyage Station 58. Yeah. Weren't there, like, non-humans on that? No, I remember. I remember us. I do remember us talking about this in a way earlier podcast where we were wondering, like, is this like an entirely human centric, right? I knew. I knew interstellar empire. Wait a minute. We had. There's like. I guess they're not another race, but there's like those weird birds that people ride. Yeah, they're aliens, like those. What are they called? Walter birds or something. Yeah, that's right. That are, that are that are the size of a, that are the size of five men strapped together. <laughs> yeah, so it's well, exactly that. Exactly that's the thing. So that there is proof of other alien races. I guess that this. I guess that they are both just talking about sentient, intelligent species. But also, he met the Rikari like on the last ship. Why is he suddenly now confused about them? Uh, I that, I don't know. That's the thing. Like. Uh, like uh, I, I don't even know what to say this because like he knows the Rakari are aliens and he's accepted that but her going also there are other aliens and he's like whoa mind blown oh my god I love that like trying to change the expression of like throwing it out the window throw it out the airlock <laughs> nice. throw it out the porthole <laughs> but yeah like, I know and I and again I, I do just like find it just weird, just like how humanly evil and two-dimensional as the Rakari Queen is. As I was like, we're going to take the over the galaxy. We're going to become the ruler, reconquer it. Like, uh, what are they even? Go- I still don't understand. Are they going to like conquer them, or are they going to fucking eat them? I'm still not sure what they intend. Well, I think in they. I it think says they... finish off. That makes it sound like they're going to kill them all. I think they're... they like form by eating people, right? Like, they, they yeah. inhabit the bodies or some shit like that of people they kill. I, it, se- it seems like they can do both. It seems like they, like, make humans into Rakari, like... And then completely. lay eggs as well. Yeah, and then they lay eggs. I don't even know. Rakari or cray-cray? <laughs> Rakari... Rakari... Um, Rakari... This is a bit I really like, when Jack says... Uh, Release her from what you have done, and I may let you live long enough to find an inhabitable planet for you to continue your existence on. Like, that's such a sort of nice threat. Like, <laughs> oh, you listen here, I might let you go. Like, yeah. I don't know how to describe it, but the way he says that is like, right, you listen here, you know. 
I'm going to let you go and live your life. On a planet. Yeah. But let her go. I mean, it's it's all like it's a, it's an implicit threat. He's like, if you don't let her go, I won't do that. Mm. I don't. I can't think of a like a, like a comparison, but it just is funny to me that that threat is such a like weak threat. But I like I like how angry it sounds like Jack was while he was making it. Though he snarled it, he snarled yeah. the order at it, at the creature that was once Toner. And then she laughed, but her laugh was like poison. <laughs> Worse than the scream. <laughs> that girl is poison. Um. <laughs> that toner's poison. Uh, take that off my bucket list. Mention Belle Biv DeVoe on... <laughs> a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I never knew that was on a, my bucket list. Um, but it is now. You're kicking off swimming with dolphins. <laughs> yeah. Swimming with Belle Biv DeVoe. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. I'll get rid of dolphins for that. Are they even alive? How old are Belle Biv DeVoe? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Am I just going to be frolicking with a load of cadavers? It's like, well, this isn't what I was picturing. <laughs> this water's poison. <laughs> um, They're still alive. Good. <laughs> How old are they? Uh, Ricky Bell, Michael Bivins, and Ronnie DeVoe. Ricky Bell, he's 49. Really? Yeah, 48 and 49. For some reason, I imagine they'd be older than that. That's great. I'm going to have a great time swimming with Bell with DeVoe. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, suddenly they start getting ambushed. Like, she, her scream is calling, or no, no, not her scream, her laugh Mm. calls forward, like, hordes of Rikari. They take a few casualties here, which I assume you take into account in your count. I think it only mentions one of them actually dying, though. Right. It's just as one of the team yes, went it does, down. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like more must have died, but literally none are mentioned, so I could only put that guy in my count. This bit I found really odd, like, just picturing this. So they're, they're getting swarmed by a horde, and one guy gets, like, shreked through his armour. And it mm-hmm. says... Jack had to put a shot into the man's head just to save him from the agony. It's not even like they managed to escape with him and like were treating him and he was in so much pain that they like had to give him too much morphine or something. Like they're in the middle of like combat and Jack's just like, oh that guy's just taking a hit, right, shoot him like <laughs> whilst trying to fight off Rikari, yeah, he's and, also and shooting escape. his own men in the head. <laughs> like he might have the guy might have been absolutely fine, like, he just, oh, he's got hit, shoot him. Well, you know, the guy had been, his arm had been torn open and he was, like, screaming. Yeah, but, but like, I, you know I mean, what I mean, shot, it's like... He shot him from a place of kindness. But, like, very qu- snap decision, like, quick. Yeah, like. it's 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 odd that, uh, yeah, it's odd that he was, like, in a position to even think about making that call while being attacked by hordes of aliens and trying to escape. Yeah, like shooting like, oh, at the Rikari, like, ah, oh, hang on a minute, bang. Okay, and, ah. and in between it, Mercy killing his men. It's like, and pop a cap in his head. Have you ever seen The Shield? No. Ah, uh, I reckon this whole thing is a plot to kill that one guy. What? Like, it it doesn't, it's too of an obscure of a reference. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't be bothered. <laughs> That's fair. Um... Yeah, but the the rest of them, apart from that one guy, managed to sort of escape, and as Hollister seals the door behind them, 
Jack pan- panted as he hit the deck, panting hard. <laughs> so much panting. Pulling at the tears in his armour. Yeah. Mm. I don't know why. <laughs> Just like, wow, these are holes. Um, and Jack's obviously quite overcome with emotions as he suppresses bursting into tears when he, I guess it sort of dawns on him that it's Toner and like what's happening. Yeah, and she's dead in mind. Yeah, and he's about to make her dead in reality by uh... <laughs> blasting her out the airlock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like this bit where it says, like, as he orders um, them to seal the airlock that he bites his lip and looks at the team around him. <laughs> like, what? There's a lot of that in, in this book. We've talked about it before, but it's just like yeah. why the biting of the lip in that situation? I don't know. Like, like, like some writers just seem to really have like a lip biting fetish when it comes to making their characters sort of like look contemplative. Because I've I've read some other authors and they that have people biting their lips way too much. I'm like, I never see people biting their lip in day to day life. Yeah, it's like they're trying to. <laughs> it's a very it's a very uncommon human mannerism, but. Like, you know, George R. R. Martin, Game of Thrones, people biting fucking lips everywhere it's, it's, in that. It's, it's like someone that's <laughs> like, he scratched his head confused. Like, no one actually does that. No one goes like, huh. Yeah, that's... it's like, mmm. <laughs> yeah, like... like, stroking your chin, like, making it very obvious, like, hmm. I, I sometimes do that. Yeah. I have a beard, so that's it's fair. okay. <laughs> if you don't have a beard and you do that, you look like an idiot. Yeah, even worse if you scratch someone else's <laughs> beard while going, mm. <laughs> But if it helps you think, yeah. excuse me, may I borrow your beard to think? Hmm. <laughs> well, you just thought of a business idea. <laughs> beard buddy, the thinking man's companion. That sounds like the kind of shit that would be sold in, like, um, <laughs> what's, like what's that shop? Urban Outfitters or some shit like that. <laughs> like some sort of gimmick toy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could see that. <laughs> I like that. Most of the crew had heard of him and Toda, though. <laughs> Most. Was it, was, it, was it not abundantly fucking obvious to everyone <laughs> that, that the captain was spending all of his time in, the, in his quarters with this woman who he then promoted to be the fucking captain? Mm-hmm. You know, just, was there just like one, one guy in the kitchens that was so busy making pie he didn't realise until now? <laughs> Good. They should be concentrating on the pie. Never stop the pie. <laughs> Yeah, and so the airlock's open, and actually, I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, so it, later on, it looks like that they actually escape from pods. The recovery. Yes, some of them do. Yeah, There's like three pods fired. Um, and I like this bit where it says airlocks are now open. Hollis has reported with the clean crispness that Jack expected from him. Even for Hollister, it was crisp hard. Words. Yeah, even for <laughs> Hollister, it was hard for him to keep things formal, but he did it without leaking emotion. <laughs> What? Isn't it easy for Hollister to keep things formal? He never yeah. jokes. Except when he does. Yeah. Like he has before, and he does later this chapter. Like, ex- explicitly mentioned. Yeah. Like, that, that sentence just is like, makes no sense. I also love the bit about leaking emotion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Louis, have you ever been caught leaking emotion? <laughs> No, I always do that, like, locked door. Yeah. <laughs> Only ever leak emotion in yeah. private. It could get messy. <laughs> like Hollister leaking emotion. He was tr- almost being himself. 
Yeah, he nearly transformed. <laughs> I like, and then the um, I guess the air around them starts getting un like unsafe for reasons. Even though they closed the door behind them, so I'm not really no, sure. No, it, it's it's because it's because they reopened the seal, like the airlock seals that they had. Right. Like they shut, like they shut off the Rakari area, opened the airlocks to blast it out. Then they opened them again, and that's what's making the air stale because it's like, you right. know, it's being filled with like space air. Yeah, it's being diluted with the vacuum. Space air. Yeah, space air. I'm pretty sure that's scientific. No, yeah, that's the scientific term for sure. So yeah, like again, it's it's because that happens in like a sentence that the airlock is opened and they all die, and it opens again. That that's quite easy to overlook. But yeah, and this is Jack sealed his helmet back up, and the air was less stale and easier on the lungs, which a few of the others seem to agree with. Just like the idea that everyone else is like, yeah, this is good. By putting their thumbs up. Like, yeah, I, I, I like helmet air better. Yeah. But there are a couple of holdouts that are like, nah, man, nah. Nah, ship air. Not about that. Yeah, and so as I mentioned before, there are three escape pods that launch, um, which are the Rukari, I guess we're led to assume. Yeah. Um, One of them's definitely Tona. Yeah, because she's the main they character. Can... <laughs> yeah. And we can, and apparently they can read her life signature, whatever that means. <laughs> Whatever's left of it as well. Surely that would be like unrecognized. I know, I know that apparently they keep saying, "Oh, it's a human life signature." I don't it, see it. How she's a fucking in, alien. In fact, it, in earlier on in the chapter, uh, she did not know what was happening to her body. Uh, it was undergoing a change on the DNA level. Her entire being was no longer human. <laughs> Still got a life signal. Yeah, just like, one has a detected human life form upon it. Twist, it was him who put the tracking device in her. <laughs> Twist. Man, Hollister turning out to be evil would be so much more interesting than any of the plots we get in this. <laughs> I just don't get... How, how is she human? How is she still readably human? I mean, I, I mean, the idea of them being like, oh yeah, we... <laughs> Like a real, another really kind of like abstracted gamey thing. Oh yeah, we we put out a wave and we got back a life signal from there. Also, I like how the uh, it it. I mean, it's obviously going to happen because it's you know a story. I, I get I get that, but it's mm. so convenient that like of of the three escape pods, they managed to destroy two, but not hers. And yeah. Apparently, due to evasive maneuvers, like how fucking hard can it be to? hit an escape pod how much i don't know yeah i mean i mean that they're, they're not very they're not going to be very nimble in space you know i mean like god knows you know escape pods could be anything i suppose but yeah they, but they're generally uh, but the one I, w- I was kind of picturing one that was like just a basic you know you, you can kind of steer it and it has a thruster that doesn't last for very long kind of kind of dealio with like space for one person, as it seems like there's one person in each of them. That's what I was imagining, but I guess I guess maybe it's it's more aero. But no, I guess aeronautics don't matter too much in this. But yeah, whatever. Anyway, it's heading towards it is, the it escaped. It w- It was the contrived coincidence that, of course, had to happen to let the plot continue. And yeah, it's heading towards the wormhole. And Jack decides that they should follow it. Of course. Of Not, course, you know, because that's going to help them get home. Yeah, following yeah, to- following alien Tona. You know, you, you've already lost two thirds of your crew, so you know, let's just follow Tona. It's yeah. fine. You know, she might lead you to more Rakari. 
Yeah, like, you know, remember when the whole point of this was about getting home? <laughs> that was Jack's, like, original modus operandi, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's like we gotta we gotta save as many of us as possible and get home. Now we have to chase Toner for reasons. I'm not sure at this point whether it's to rescue her or kill her. Because that changes quite a lot in the ongoing book as a as a as a spoiler, but who, who even gives a fuck? Because there Because you know, obviously he was trying to kill her because he blasted her out of an airlock. Mm-hmm. Later on, he makes very some very risky decisions to try and capture Toner in her alien form to try and do some uh, do some mumbo jumbo to rescue her and try and. I, f- turn I feel it back. like his decision to blast out the airlock was more just like he didn't want to do it, but he had to for the greater good. Yeah, like yeah, I suppose like it was like the ship was going to be taken over if he didn't, so he did it. But, but now then... he's in a position to focus it on getting toner or something. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I think I think in a in a more complexly written story, there could be something about Jack having real mixed motivations about both trying to kill her and rescue her, and not even being sure about what he, his objective even is here anymore, kind of thing. But it, I just I just literally don't know. I don't. I don't know if that ambiguity in this one's intentional or just confused. <laughs> mm-hmm. I find it uh, funny. Like sometimes we get loads happening in like a short pa- space of time, but the next like page on in my book anyway, as we know, mm. they're different lengths. Is basically them them getting to the wormhole. Like literally, nothing really happens. They mm. turn 180 degrees, which takes Very 10 minutes. Very slowly. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, I think you mentioned it earlier, where the fuck are the insurrectionists right now? They're, they're just hanging around in yeah. the solar system. I mean, I think I think they did kind of address this earlier, where Jack was like, pretty much like, they've worked out that we want something in that solar system, so they're just going to hang around in there now, because yeah, they know we're going to come back. Yeah, they're still there, because it says... The pod's icon moving slowly towards the wormhole, while the insurrectionists began to move to try to stop it, but they will not be able to intercept it in time. So they're literally there with the tranquility, like looking at this pod. Yeah, like I, I don't see how the how the insurrectionists aren't in between the tranquility and the wormhole. I don't know how they're not able to intercept Toner. Basically, mm-hmm. that that just seems mad to me. Surely they can, because they must be at, because you know they must be at some distance. And also, it's I know it seems kind of weird to me that the, it it sounded to me like the tranquility had kind of come to a stop before. Like this might have just been in my head, but I imagine that they got so far out from the insurrectionists, and then they kind of like stopped on the fringes because they weren't following them anymore. I guess they must have still been moving, and that was all just in my head. But I know like the fact that they have to they have to turn a hundred and eighty degrees. And mm-hmm. that it takes them so long, like, like why, why, why were they still just, why just going like full guns blazing, <laughs> driving away from the wormhole that they want to go back to? I would have, I thought that they were like far enough out and getting ready to sort of like make another attack into mm-hmm. the system, but like not ambushed this time. But no, apparently they were still just going as hard and fast away from the wormhole as they could when all this shit went down. I guess that was it. There's a good uh, spelling mistake here where it says 
as they're trying to chase the pod, Jack signed, uh, signed, <laughs> not side, which is what I assumed it's meant to be. I mean, you say that, Louis. The ITF Tranquility is an equal opportunities employer, and it's very important that the deaf crew members understand what's going on. <laughs> I like that. But yeah, you're right. Not not much really happens for the next page, does it? Uh... Yeah. Uh, basically, they there's a there's a bit of Hollister f- uh, fan service here, where it says that um, Jack's obviously had enough, and he goes, "Right, that's it. Get the core spun up. We are following into that wormhole." Jack ordered, getting a nervous look from Hollister, but he followed the orders anyway. Hollister always did. Ah, uh, yeah. And then Hollister makes a Just joke. Just like a Nazi. And then... <laughs> and then Hollister makes a joke, apparently, by saying, All hands, prepare for extreme gravity and warp transit through the wormhole. Secure all stations and hold on tight. Hollister spoke with the hint of a joke at the end. Hollister must have been nervous if he had made a joke like that. So Hollister does joke. Yeah. Why does he keep saying that he's utterly humourless and po-faced? And then says that he's telling jokes. I just think Jack is autistic. (laughs) He can't It it would explain a lot, wouldn't it? Hollister's, like, emotions. Yeah, but... But because Hollister is uh, is usually so like all business, he just thinks that's Hollister's personality. You know, but because Hollister takes his work seriously, he can't have a sense of humour. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, and then when Hollister does make a joke, he's just like, uh, he d- he can't really Don't be, be making a joke. <laughs> Hollister can't really be joking. He's too serious. It's like, yeah. no, no, Jack, that was just working, Hollister. He's trying to be himself. Let him be himself again, Jack. <laughs> and then. Uh... The chapter ends as they are being pulled into the wormhole, and the entire ship flashes a bright light as the warp drive is fired. And I guess they go into the wormhole. Yep. I I still don't understand how the warp drive works. So, like, because I remember originally, like way back at the start of the book, how it happened was, is that they didn't go into the wormhole. They got near the wormhole, then they pressed the warp drive, and that, like, pooped them into the other universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they did not, like, travel through a wormhole, like in Farscape or something like that. They mm-hmm. just... It was just like, bling, after they turned the drive on. I mean, like, maybe like maybe something else happened, but they quite... It seemed to be quite explicit that they didn't go into the wormhole. Yeah. But, so, I still don't understand why what the wormholes are doing. I mean... I mean, like, are they going through the wormhole this time? Are they just ba- bamfing into another universe again? I, I don't, I don't know, because it really does read like in the first chapter, like to go way back, that that he originally intended it to be a black hole, but they just like renamed it. <laughs> like when you read the third or fourth chapter or whenever it was, because it was like, ah, oh, the gravity is crushing us. Ah, oh, we can't go inside it, kind of thing. Our only chance is to run this warp drive to get away, but which doesn't sound like a wormhole to me. I mean, I know it's a largely hypothetical celestial celestial body, but mm-hmm. you know that, that's not what I picture when I picture a wormhole. So I'm not. I just don't know how the warp drive works. Like, what happens when they hit the fucking button? What What does it have to do with? What does it have to do with the wormhole? How does it interact with the wormhole? What happens when they use the warp drive if they're not next to a wormhole? Has, have they even tried that? Does it do anything? I don't know. 
but apparently the Rakari know enough to make one inside Tona's little shuttle as well. Somehow. Out of nothing. It's like Tony fucking Stark. Yeah. Oh, you won't get that. You don't like Marvel. <laughs> no, I do not. Hate it. Racist. Pretty much. Yeah. But, yeah. I think that was that was my last little jab at just I just don't understand the warp drive. It was so poorly explained. And it never gets better explained. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think I'm done. You got anything more to say about chapter nineteen, Louis? No. Uh, I'm just uh so so this'll be the second wormhole they've gone into? Yes, this is. Right. And who knows where it's gonna spit them out. Interesting. Or when. I look forward to finding out. Next week. Yeah, uh, next week we're going to be reading chapter 20, of course, which marks the two-thirds way through the way the stars fall. You know, we're, we're slowly slowly but surely, we're getting there. We're actually going to do this. This, what seemed like a mad fever dream, is actually looking completable. Uh, my proudest achievement. <laughs> Which is what I'm, which I'm going to maintain when showing it to my son. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and force him to pass, like carry it on. <laughs> Listen to it, love it, son. <laughs> ah, but yes, we've been two absolute bookends. Follow our social media. I've actually been tweeting out the last few days because I've finally been actually doing the editing that I've been holding off on for a few weeks. Um, And yeah, we'll join you next week where we're reading chapter 20, the two-thirds mark. See ya. See ya.